Apex Central listeners, you can find us every Monday through Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. No joke, I think I might have a cane sauce problem. I was at Raising Cane's the other day getting my box combo with extra sauce on the side like usual. I have an order when I eat my canes, it goes crinkle cut fries, chicken fingers, the Texas toast, and finish strong with the slaw. So I start eating and before I know it, I'm scraping the bottom of my sauce and I wasn't even done with my fries yet. This habit is escalating and I'm 100% here for it. Dip into canes, get extra sauce for me, please. Experience your drives in 10K with the all-new QI10 Max driver from our friends at TaylorMade. QI10 Max is the most forgiving driver TaylorMade has ever made with 10K MOI for maximum stability and forgiveness at impact. More forgiveness means more long and straight drives even on off-center strikes. The days of missing the fairway are numbered. Shop the QI10 Max, QI10, and QI10 LS drivers, plus schedule a custom fitting at TaylorMadeGolf.com. Are you looking for relief, relaxation, or to party on the motherfucking moon? Then check out Three Cheese' new True Strains lineup of cannabis vapes and gummies tailored for specific effects. And the best part? It's delivered straight to your door. Visit 3Chi.com. That's 3Chi.com. And for a limited time, get 20% off with the code BARSTOOL20. Welcome to Pick Central. Today's show is brought to you by Cars.com. Cars.com is one of the best, best places to find your car. There's no reason. There's so many possibilities. Big app. What kind of car are you going on Cars.com and going after? Probably a big body. Yeah, you can't get like uh, like a like a Tahoe, small suburban. Yeah, you Escalade. Need, you need, yeah, I want like a Tony Soprano vehicle. Something like risen up. Yeah, you can't be in a yeah, like a big power chair up top. When you get when on you the top get of the wheel, car, if it's a car, car, is it a is it a? You can't be getting in those, right? I like small, not small cars. Like like need? a nice like a sports car is nice, but I'm not. That's not anything. Like that. Don't ask a question like that. Why not? It's ridiculous. Uh, you didn't set me up a little bit. <laughs> that, was, that was that was it was unnecessary. That was ridiculous. This is what cars.com is for, so you can get whatever you want. That is not. That was guys. ridiculous. To but no, but I, when I said the big body, you didn't have to be like, oh, you, of course not. Yeah, because that's car. what you sift through, swift through, sift through, sift through. through yeah. On cars.com, so many choices. You guys, man, they, when did you guys get so sensitive? I, was just well, a, I didn't. I didn't make a comment, but I'm glenny yeah. stick up for me. And I because there was no reason for that. That was a ridiculous. <laughs> the big guys got to stick together. Yeah, that was. I'm, I'm coming in defending stuff, before I even get the show start. I actually need a car right now, so if cars, you know, I might have to Look go check that. this out. Cars.com. Uh, well, millions of possibilities. Obviously, you see a new face on here. We got Justin Pugh uh, from the New York Giants. How you doing, my guy? I'm doing great. A little sore today. Little sore, thirty-three years old after a game on Sunday. It's a little, little beat up more than I used to be. I was gonna. What's the start right there? Because we're we have uh, we see like a tail. We have Taylor one that works here. I see him. He's lost some weight. He hasn't played. Like, is that was that affecting you a little bit too? Like, how does I feel like an offensive lineman either gains a ton 
or loses a ton after they are done playing. Yeah, O-linemen either get fat as shit or they start running marathons. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Taylor looks like he's getting ready to run some marathons yes. now. He's, you know, I lost a bunch of weight, thought I was going to retire. Giants hit me up. I just do shakes all day long right now. When I leave, like, a meeting, I get handed a shake, like, just the, the <laughs> weight gainer at all times. But, you know, as I've gotten – through my years in the league, I play with a little more technique now, so I don't need as much weight. I'm more aggressive in the way I play. So it's it's changing that up as well. How does that work? You're, like, watching football on Sunday and, like, Giants call you? Like, how does that transpire? So I was in Arizona. Giants were playing the Cardinals, and then they were playing San Francisco that following Thursday night. So they stayed in Arizona for the entire week. So I'm literally sitting on the couch with my wife, wife watching the game, and – you know, Giants had a couple injuries. They called me and said, hey, we're in your backyard. You want to come work out for us? So I went to Arizona State where they were staying, did a workout. They uh, they saw me work out, saw I could still move. I'm coming off an ACL tear. So obviously there was a few more things that were had to go through physical, MRI, all those. Once I passed that, they were like, hey, you want to come out and play? And that's when I flew out. Flew in Monday at the Seattle game, watched that game from the stands, and then I'm practicing the next day. So that's kind of how it all – Were you ready for that workout, or were you literally – done and straight off the couch I was I was getting ready I was getting ready so I was doing okay. some offensive line trading like it wasn't like I was just literally just sitting there eating potato chips yeah. and, and watching sports I was still working out you know I was looking for I talked to a bunch of teams trying to see what, what the right fit was trying to find a, a place I could go win a ring or, or chase a ring but New York's where I started my career it's always where I wanted but you were you were training to come back yeah okay good let me tell you, you coming back just feels right. Yeah, can I just say how nice it was when you just said ju- when your intro was Justin Pugh, New York Giants? I was like, oh, damn. It felt good. feels good. Because it feels like, good. You're a guy that you just, as a Giants fan, it's like that's like the only offensive line you kind of always knew. You know, it was it's always like Rich Cyber. Yeah, yeah, like it was always just Justin Pugh. So seeing you even on the on the field is fantastic. Does it feel good? Like when you're back at MetLife, like MetLife was was insane. I mean, this Sunday just on third downs. In Arizona, we typically get half of the stadium with the opposing fans. Like when yeah. Philly came out and we played at, at yeah, Arizona yeah. at State Farm, we had to go on silent cadence because there was more Philly fans than there was Giant, or, uh, Cardinals fans. So to come back to MetLife and see that atmosphere it was unbelievable. The fans have been great. Obviously, it feels like I'm riding a bike. I come home. I know where I'm at. I have all, you know, all my friends are here. My family's close by. Um, so it's been, it's been really special. I'm, I'm happy to be here for sure. Yeah, that's what we had. Uh, we had like Zach Gallon, all the guys on the Diamondbacks who are. We'll get to that soon, but like they were like, no one knows who we are in Arizona. He says he walks around, no one knows. They called in for pizza. They're like, we're the Arizona Diamondbacks. They're like, who's who's that? What's a Diamondback? Like, What's a Diamondback? <laughs> like, I feel like when you're in that nice of weather, and then like no one, tr- like we wake up every morning. I'm thinking about the Giants playing this week. You know what I mean? Like I'm thinking that's our fandom in Arizona. They're just like ah. Well, you think about it, too. The Giants came here in 1925. The Cardinals moved from Chicago to St. Louis to Arizona. They've only been there since 1989. I wasn't even born yet. Not a dig at age. Don't want, I'm, I'm the old guy in the locker room right now. Everyone's so. taking their shots. You might as well, Justin. Go ahead. Go ahead. But, um, you know, they're, they're a fairly new franchise out there. So most of the fans come from Chicago, Green Bay. So we have a lot of transplants, a lot of, a lot of L.A., which L.A. doesn't really have sports fans out there. Just – so it's it's coming. It, it will be there one day. But right now, we're, we're, we don't have as big of a fan base with the Cardinals as compared to teams in the Northeast. In the Northeast, and then you t- and then you take the weather into effect. Like look at Miami, Arizona. People are going hiking, going swimming, doing all sorts of things. Here, you wake up and you're like, 
time to go play. Yeah. Time to go. Time to go cheer. Time to tailgate. Time to barbecue. Cheer on whatever team. Time it is. difference too. Three hours before, like uh, uh, the game being at ten o'clock in the morning, is a difference in Arizona. You know what I mean? Like, it's honestly, but I will say you're looking at it from the wrong. It's the best thing ever in I Arizona. Would, the eight o'clock game is at five o'clock. Like last night out when the Phillies played, a five o'clock start. The game gets rolling. You can have dinner after. Like, a 5 yeah. o'clock primetime start is the best thing, from, in my opinion. I just hate being out at bars. I went on the West Coast, and there being no sports on. That scares uh, me. That's I was in Cali this week. I was going to say the same thing. It's so weird that there's no, like, I'm used to being like, all right, 10 o'clock now, like, the Lakers are playing, or, like, whoever, like, college football, like, oh. Washington or USC or somebody's playing. It's so weird that there's, like, it just hits 10. There's no sports. Just being at a bar and having the news be on. Yep. It's there's, a, is there, there's probably no sports bars, really, in LA, no, there's no, but, they, I, but going out really the news is on TV. Them. The news is on TV, and it's odd. I want it's not that I'm even watching the games when I'm out, it's more just like a comforting feeling that there's something live on. Yeah, that makes sense. What, the, the late Hawaii game, yeah, on? it's just like comforting oh, that there's yeah. live stuff Best. going on. I suppose like to, tonight, like NBA starting, like, existence late, is going on. like Warriors or Lakers or somebody's on, or the Suns or somebody's yeah. on, usually just in the background. 100%. Yeah, a comforting feeling. I don't um, go to the bars as much now as I once did, so I like being able to watch the game, then yeah. go to sleep and not be up. It is nice, like five o'clock game was probably amazing. Uh, totally. When you're a morning person like I am, it's nice, like being there, like. You're Ohio State, Penn person? State, yeah, like 9 a.m. Like, I, I don't want to sit, like, I'm, I'm going to wake up at 8 a.m. Like, regardless. Wait, wait, what, you, 9 a.m. is your morning time? Is 9 a.m. a morning person? No, 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 oh, but, no, no you, but I'm, I'm saying the game, like, Oh, like, I thought example, you said 9 a.m. is like, I'm up 9 a.m. Like, Ohio State, Penn State, like, start 9 a.m. Like, that what was time awesome. you wake up? Like, I don't sleep, like, like 7.30, 7. All right, that's morning. I thought uh, you I sleep. In, you I never get a good night's sleep. I sleep in, like, chunks. You got to get that checked out. Yeah, no, I have sleep apnea. That I, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> but I hear what I'm saying. I, I go to bed at like two because I, I watch the West Coast games and I get up, you know, seven thirty for work. If I was in the West Coast, I'd have a much healthier lifestyle. Yeah. I know I would. I get more sleep. Imagine like the NFL. Oh, you wake too. up at like nine a.m. You got to wait till one o'clock for the kickoff. Yeah. No. You wake yeah. up in like an hour. Bang. Yeah. Like two hours. You bang. Stop going to bed at two. I like to watch the West. Co- I like to watch as much baseball as possible. So I watch it until the last game's over. <laughs> Just like go to bed at yeah, early. I, I, no, I honestly, I do the same thing. The game, I want to watch the game. You got a problem to watch the Angels Mariners? Yeah, but I would do it regardless. Yeah, he's we're, we he watch. watching the Mariners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you gotta finish that Angels A series. Yeah, I, 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 I love. Yeah, I'm not gonna go to sleep while baseball is on. Right? I have, see, he, he's I have action on it, so I'm like, I'm just watching. I need to finish this. That's what I'm saying. After. It's crazy. He has no. He doesn't have anything. On. He's just watching it. I love baseball. Um, back to, back to you, real fast. When you, because you sign with the Giants, usually you, they give you some time, maybe, to practice squad, uh, give you a little bit of little work. You got thrown straight into there. How was, you were supposed to play, they were talking about on the broadcast, you're like, maybe play 15 snaps. Yeah. You played the entire game. Yeah, it was, uh, it was trial by fire. It was like, have you guys ever seen 300 where they send the kids off and you got to go kill a wolf in the cold <laughs> with nothing on? And if you come back, you get to be part of the 300. <laughs> I feel like that's what Joe Shane did to me. He's like, let's go find out what you have. Um, I was going to play left guard that week. They were going to rotate someone in for me. I was going to probably play more than half the game as is. But I've played left guard the last eight years of my career. Um, so the ramp-up period must be two to three weeks. I was running – the first week I didn't even practice. I, I went out there on Fast Friday, kind of moved around a little bit. The next Wednesday, which is the first full pad of practice I've had in a year – I'm on the scout team. I'm going against Dexter Lawrence. I'm going against Leo Williams. So I guess I had a good enough practice that day where they were like, all right, you're starting tomorrow. So come in Thursday, I'm starting at left guard, which I felt good about. Um, then we had some some injuries, things popped up, and they told me on Friday, like, hey, there's a chance you might play tackle in this game if, if things go sideways. 
And you don't think things, you don't ever think through the worst case scenario. You're like, I'm playing left guard. I'll be fine. Four plays in, our left tackle goes down. <laughs> Pew, you're going to left tackle. And I'm looking at him like, you're shitting me, right? And go out there, and I look out, and it's Von Miller across from me. Oh, <laughs> Sunday night football, straight off the couch, Von Miller. The, the Bills defensive line has, you know, the most sacks, and they only rush four, but they have great defensive line. And it was just a battle. Like I, I was literally in a fight for my life out there the entire time. Explain to people, like, the difference of – because I feel like when not many football fans realize, like, going from tackle to guard is a huge, like, insane difference. Like, explain that difference. Yeah, so just switching sides. And one of the Green Bay Packers, I think it was, like, TJ Lang, one of them. It's, going from right to left is like wiping your, hand, wiping your ass with the other hand. Like, you'll get the job done. It'll be a little messy. And you'll be a little more anxious the next time you go to do it again. <laughs> But going from guard to tackle is like fighting in a phone booth to fighting in a football field. Like there's just the, the athletes are just different out there. They're not as it's not as physical at, at, at tackle than it is versus guard. You're in space. The, the guys are better athletes. You're going backwards. They're going forwards. Third down is where tackles get paid to make their money. And I just I haven't played in eight years, so there's little nuances and tricks to the trade that you you know you don't you don't do things necessarily the right way. And I'm learning those as I go because I played left tackle again last week, not as well. Um, but we won, so that's all that matters. Who did you have? Was what, did you have Chase Young on? Chase it? Young. Yeah, that's like Jesus it's, Christ. It's not a fair thing at all. Dude is a freakazoid. When I looked out there, I'm like looking up at him. I'm like, hey, Mister Young, and like I'm the one with the gray hair. Um, but I, the way I do it, I just go out there and have fun. Like I mess around. I'm not like a rah rah tough guy. Like I'm not a trash talker. Like I. I, I just like to have fun with it. I joke around. I, I that's just the way I play. It's hey, how do you I fuck live. around with people on there. Like just nonstop. <laughs> yeah. What are Vaughn and uh, Chase saying to you? Vaughn doesn't say a word the entire game. That's scary. Vaughn just looks yeah. at you. He's got these eyes that he doesn't blink, and he just looks at you the entire time. Um, the other two DNs from the the Bills, um, Espinoza and Leonard Floyd, but they were talking shit the entire game, and I was like, like you're giving up all of these sacks. I said. You should be beating me. Like, I'm literally just got moved out here. The fact that you only have one sack because I didn't get off the ball quick enough, that's an indictment on you, not on me. And this is what I told all the Giants fans. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess up. There's going to be bad plays. I'm just going to keep fighting. Chase Young, was, he was a little bit better. I was talking to him about – but, I know, there were some trade talks. I always kind of see what's going on in the guy's life, and I'm like, I can't believe the Redskins are thinking about trading you. And uh, he was cool with it. Jonathan Allen was cool. He's defensive tackle. I'm, I have a good relationship. I don't, I don't take cheap shots. This is not how I play. Because yeah. I know how much goes into it. I never want to take a guy out. It's, it's more of less like, you know, between the lines, we're going. And then once the whistle blows, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a camaraderie guy. I like to, this, is, this is my type of environment right now. To be right honest, because I've known you, Glenny has known you for a while. Even Smitty, it's like, we, we, uh, I met you in Atlantic City. I, it was a, what was that, four years was, ago? Probably more than four years ago. Five years ago, ago and it's just yeah. like you're a camaraderie guy. You're one of the guys, and that's what you need as an offensive lineman, I think. I feel like offensive linemen are the most, like, friendliest group together. Like, you're a legit family when you are – especially when you play with each other for a long time. Yeah, if you, if you, if you enjoy being with the guys that you're with and it's fun, it, it comes off. And that's where we do O-line dinners every Thursday. We have the, On the road, we eat together. You know, we, That's we, got to be an expensive bill. Yeah, it gets expensive. We rotate, we rotate through it. Now that I'm like the low man on the totem pole, I make sure. AT's going to be covering that now. AT, Daniel. We, the quarterbacks come as well. So the quarterbacks yeah, okay. are always there with that. us. So they, they help out with the bill. But, Daniel um, Jones can definitely pay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, it's so 
I mean, this this week is a huge game already. Jets-Giants. It's going to be – we have Mangold on the show uh, every Monday. And we were talking about him even just, like, coming out of retirement. Could he ever? He said no. But he was also out for what? He's been he? out, like, seven years. for a few years. Like yeah. Yeah. I forget who we were talking about coming out. Oh, it was because Kaepernick wrote the note about the Jets. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was, he hadn't played in seven years. And he was like, I haven't played in seven years. No chance I can play right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. Um, how's the feeling going into this week? It's going to be electric. I mean, look, everyone's making the big deal of Jets and Giants, and you guys are from here. So tell me, isn't it a bigger game when you're playing a division rival? Like, yes, absolutely. We're playing Philly or Dallas or, or, or the Reds – or Commander. Sorry, don't, don't cancel <laughs> me. Um, I feel like that's a bigger game. Like, those fans, there's, like, there's hatred, there's pent-up aggression. There is still some juice in Jets and Giants, though, because it's mostly when you really think about it. Like, the New York sports are divided into two. It's Giants, Yankees, Rangers, Mets, Jets, Islanders. So there's still, like, that little – rivalry where it's Jets and Giants against Mets Yankees against Rangers Islanders basically all together but like you just said that's why that's why I always say that um like Rangers Islanders is probably low-key the most divisive rivalry in sports because it's the only rivalry where there's two teams in the same city in the same division like Jets and Giants we play every four years I no longer hate the Jets I don't. I'm, I'm on the. I don't hate the. I'm, I'm a Jets fan. I don't hate the Giants at all. I hate the no Patriots. The exactly. I get, I get mad. At <laughs> Why do you wait? So you're much. a Jets fan. I'm, yes. I thought you were gonna just gonna say you're a Giants fan. You hate the Patriots, which that's one. No, I'm a Jets fan. I hate the Giants Patriots. I don't hate the Giants at all. You guys saved my ass twice by, I, that's beating, what I'm by winning the Super Bowl. That's, that's a friggin' like Giants fans and Patriots fans. Like that's a storyline that Giants fans and Patriots fans hate each other. Look at Entourage. I think it's only if you lived like amongst. If you were like the one Giants fan amongst a bunch of Jets fans, I could see it. Yeah. I remember when they made the runs. I was like rooting for the Jets, like the. Mark Sanchez Jets. Oh, I was not. I was like, I was legitimately like rooting for them to win. I, I was rooting for you but guys. I, but I had barely any like just where I grew up. Most of my most of my friends were like Giants fans, or, like scumbag Cowboys fans. Like they weren't Je- they weren't Jets fans. Only a couple. Long Island, we had so many Jets fans. Lot, and they were such fuckers fans. about like how remember how in your face Rex was. Yep. I, I'm, I'm a large gentleman. When we beat them in 2011, and the Brandon Jacobs called Rex Ryan fat boy. I love that. <laughs> I I'm, not, that I'm not a Rex Ryan fan. I mean, no. but I but I don't I don't, I don't mind the Jets. Like Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator, is my OC in college. Like I'm gonna go give him a big hug after the game. It's hard Good for him. By you know, the way. Yeah, I, yeah. It was great for him to see Sean Payton. Sean Payton. Back. I mean, come on, man. You're yeah. breaking the one code of conduct. Don't go behind your guys back. And, yep. Karma's coming for Sean Payton. Yeah. It's, it's coming. Might have already That's come. Already 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 already. Not, it hasn't been an easy year for him. They are such an unlikable duo, him and David Russell Wilson. Oh, my God. <laughs> really uh, maybe the most unlikable duo there is in football. I recently watched that uh, Sean Payton-Kevin James movie. That was odd. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? that what mo- what it's, movie is that? It's a Happy Madison movie. They made it like three years ago on Netflix. It's Kevin James plays Sean Payton. Uh, what, the year that he was suspended for um, Bounty Gate. He coaches his kid. Watch it on the plane. One of the worst movies yeah. of all time. And it was like, <laughs> I, thought so it was, underrated. I thought it was a meme for a while. I thought it was, no, I thought it was fake, too. Yeah, that was fake. It's, yeah, it's got to be one of the worst. Stan movies. the Man's Wife is in it. <laughs> Rob Schneider's in it. Of course he is. Of course, right. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say. Yeah, exactly. Rob Schneider got his yearly paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, how's, as Giants fans, how's, how's Dable? Because we love Dable. He's the best. He, he kept telling me. Well, I went from Coughlin to, to Dave's, and that's like night and day. Yeah. I got out there during my workout. They're running me around. They try to, like, take you out because they're just, like, rep after rep in the workout. And I'm like, all right, coach. I'm, like, saying coach. He's like, don't call me coach. Call me Dave's. And I'm breathing heavy. I'm, like, I'm about to have a heart attack on the workout. And I'm like, sorry, coach. He's like, no, it's Dave's. And I'm like, sorry, I got to figure it out. He's, uh, he's, he's a coach. He's a player's coach. He's great. He's, he's won everywhere he's been. 
this last week obviously it came out that he kind of took over more of the of the of the coaching of mm-hmm. of individual positions. He wants to do whatever it takes to win. I've only been here three weeks, so I'm still learning. I don't know all the guys all too well. I'm really just focusing all my energy on the offensive line. Um, but so far, so good. Is it the hard to memorize that playbook that fast? Yeah, this is this is the hardest playbook I've been in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's I mean, the one thing. I that's why I didn't make any farther further in football i can't remember things you were going to be the yeah probably it was either you or daniel jones just yeah, the whole memory probably thing. i probably could have got there but i i gave it up for the people that can remember both, them. both duke alum of course yeah duke alum as well so yeah by the way i'm just looking we're not dead in the water dude our schedule i, I said it yesterday our i was schedule, looking at the schedule i was like bad. we're a game and a half out of the wild card right now game and a half out long season daniel jones might come back left. this week Beat the Jets. If no, we beat the Jets, just looking sharp. I'm, I'm looking. Up. Defense has been unbelievable. The last I mean, two I, weeks since crazy. he came, they've been great. Yeah, I've really, I really have done a great job of hyping up. Two games, one practice awesome. at scout team, I really got those guys got going. going. Yeah, I get the I mean, vet held him to what fourteen and seven. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. How does how does it actually feel being back in the locker room though? Like with like these you were talking about before, like the kids are these guys are born after 2001 like they, they are so you're technically really old yeah. <laughs> call me og um, og is kind of cool though yeah i'll it's take i'll take you've OG. been part of like the you were kind of like a part of the old like you were under coughlin i was with yeah. coughlin i was with Snead, deal eli brandon jacobs like i play with all those all those super bowl you know teammates and then all of a sudden i come back and i'm trying to bridge that gap of, of what they used to do and what we do now it's everyone's different Player-wise, coach-wise, but everyone, auxiliary, trainers, uh, you know, upper management, when it comes to, like, the owners, all the same. So, a lot of the same faces. So, it's been good. It's, it's, it's really uh, – I have a lot of familiarity with everyone in the building, so it's great. But, again, with the young guys born after 2001, that's, uh, that's just crazy, man. I was 11 years old at that time. What was your, uh, what was your favorite thing about Coughlin? I love that, man. I mean, the 5 o'clock early. You had to be 5 o'clock. So, my best Coughlin story is I went out one night. I missed a I missed a meeting on a Saturday, and I had a couple drinks, and I smelled like tequila. And I come in, and Tom Coughlin's the first person I ran into. He's like, "Where the hell were you, Justin?" <laughs> and I had a, just like the the look of disappointment on this guy's face. To this day, I'm scared to be late for anything. And from that point on, my rookie year, I haven't missed a meeting. I was here early today, right? We're here early. Coughlin too. time. I was here. Glennie was rolling in late, barely got his bags <laughs> down. Wow. Oh, getting here at 10:50. I walked out of Penn Station at 10:50. He was here early. 10:50. You walked out of Penn Station. I was in the building at 10:50. <laughs> I thought you meant you were parking at 10:50. Oh, okay. When when is that? Everyone, hey, I'll be there. Yeah, that's he crazy. Gave, <laughs> he gave he gave me an exact ETA. I thought that meant that you had it in your GPS that it said 10:50. Then you still got to park. If someone says I'm going to get there at 10:50, doesn't mean they're parking. Who factors in? Who factors in the, the five extra minutes to park in the ETA arrival? Me, yeah. Tom, me and Tom, Tom Coughlin. Coughlin. Yeah, <laughs> Tom Coughlin. He just uh, Tom. I just miss him always having this wind burn on his face, just like <laughs> cheeks red, all always the red. Time. They don't make him like that. Like just old, just old tough guys. I mean, they don't make him like that. Coaches now are just besides like Reed and a couple others. Like their coaches are just young now. Like how old yeah. is? I mean, everybody. It's just like if you were if you coach like the young quarterback, you were the offensive coordinator of the good offense. You yeah, get the, you get the next job. Yeah, hundred. But you got to get with the times. That's the other thing. Like, yeah. often was in a different era. If you don't like, you know, you look at Sirianni in Philadelphia. It just seems like the guys love playing for him. Yep. So the people are changing too. Guys are getting younger. The the atmosphere is changing. So I think getting with the times is crucial for a coach right now. You have to be able to get through to these guys. As an offensive lineman, are you pro or anti brotherly shove? 
I'm I'm pro. Okay. I mean, so like they they do a. I'm I'm boys with a lot of guys on the Eagles' offensive line. I would never take that away from it. It's an advantage that other teams have tried to do. My biggest fear is guys getting hurt on the play. We've had guys getting hurt on the play. You you don't want defenses getting to the point where they're trying to take like shots. And you're starting to see people taking shots. And as an Eagles fan, the last thing you want to see is Jalen go down running a tush push play. So I think for the health and safety reasons, they'll probably pull it after this year. But run that thing until they until they ban it. That is cool. We talk about it a lot. It's that it's Jalen Hurts is a huge part of it. But like Jason Kelsey, you've been very helpful. I, he, I think he's the guy. He's the real like reason. he. I feel I, every he's time I so, hold that breath, he's just so he elite at it. After. He just gets so low and he's so quick and strong. That's, that's the point. The point of contact, how quick he gets off the ball, is one of the things. And then you have Landon Dickerson, who's three hundred and fifty pounds. Jordan Mailata's four hundred pounds, maybe. I mean, you have a lot of Lane's probably the strongest guy in the NFL, pound for pound. Jesus. So they have the perfect combination. And then you have a quarterback who squats, what do they keep saying, 600, 600 pounds. pounds. Yep. It's, it's a lethal combo. Other teams have tried to do it, and they just can't. Look, look at last night. San Fran tried to do it yeah. twice. Vikings, Vikings really tried to do could it. not do it. The he Fred fumbled. Warner jumped up. That was crazy. Warner got over him. Kirk dropped the ball. Kirk, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. They, quarterbacks don't realize, like, a lot of quarterbacks still try and QB sneak it. It's literally Jalen Hurts stands there and leans forward a little bit, and then his whole team pushes him. Let's also not act like Tom Brady didn't do it for 15 years. Right. Like the Patriots are the first ones that really did this. They didn't put the whole tush push in there, but they ran the QB sneak to perfection. Yeah. We never banned it then. No, that's true. I don't. I, I think it'd be crazy. I, I get the injury thing. I don't want anyone – because I do think teams are getting frustrated, yeah. and they're going to try and hurt people just yeah. so they – That's what these D coordinators are going to do. Like, hey, take shots, and that's and that's – this league is a business. It's all about the fans. It's all about having your stars playing on Sundays. We don't get paid to practice. We get paid to play on Sundays. And if you don't have stars in the field, it, it affects everything from fantasy to all the other things that we can't talk about. Yep. You know, that's what makes the NFL so interesting. Yeah. I also, you don't have it very easy this week coming up either with the Jets defense. <laughs> oh, the Jets defensive line is unbelievable. They're so fucking good, too. Like Quentin Williams. You've been our season alive. Just, just along along the line, and Robert Sala is a defensive line coach. If I was building a, a a team, I would build it through the defensive line. If you have an intimidating defensive line, like playing Aaron Donald, he wins games on Mondays and Tuesdays. The guy's that talented; he gets in people's heads. When you play a defensive line like that, that's how you win games. Um, so yeah, we we have our work cut out for us for sure. But we also have a D line of our own that's pretty intimidating. Speaking of Aaron Donald, I don't know too much about what happens on the interior, but obviously you played against Aaron Donald a lot. Yeah. Best of all time. I mean, it's like it's like he's changed the game. There's a reason why guards are starting to get paid now, almost like tackles. The interior D linemen are just becoming just next level. You think about Lawrence Taylor, how he got the left tackles paid. Aaron Donald did the same thing. And my dumbass went to Syracuse, played against him when he was at Pitt. Then I decided with the Cardinals had to go against the guy twice a year for the last five years. That was dumb. I'm the dumbest motherfucker <laughs> of all time because this dude is unblockable. It, he's so far above tier one at D tackle. The, the tier two who are still unbelievable players is just not in the same league as him. So like when people like to tweet when he's making big plays or stuff, like Aaron Donald wins this game, he, he actually wins the games. He actually wins the games because we adjust protections for him. We change the whole offense up when you play a guy like that. And sometimes coaches will say, oh, just go out there and block him. He's just a guy. And those are the games where he just ruins it and you, the quarterback doesn't have a chance. He scares quarterbacks. It's, and I don't even like him. Like, he doesn't shake your hand after a game. Like, <laughs> I've never shook Aaron Donald's hand. I played him 15 times. And like I said, I'm a camaraderie guy. I think going, after, going up to a guy after a game and shaking his hand, he walks right off the field. And I would say, what am I going to say? The dude's Nothing. the best D-tackle in the game. Really see, you, it's see you next time. He's not even that big. No. He's like 6'1". Like, he's not even 300 pounds. Yeah. 
I, I probably take that back. Lane might be the second strongest guy pound for pound. And then his get-off, he's like Kelsey with get-off. The and then he's, like, yeah. he's the quickest guy there is. Exactly. So he's the... Hardy's the hardest person you've ever had to block. 100%. What's well, like now with practice a little bit, Dex is taking it like kind of that nose guard type. He's like a different. Completely different. He's, he's just a mountain of a man. He dominated on Sunday. Dex is, is the probably one of the reasons we won on Sunday. He was unblockable. Leo was unblockable. Oh, yeah. Like when you have guys like that and they have a little swag to him, they talk a little shit. No O-lineman likes doing that. Yeah, exactly. Sexy he's got, he's got, he's got the little the dance going. Dexy. I'm working on it. Um, and how's uh, been working with like Saquon? Like, is he? Because obviously you're blocking for him. He's a, I've I've met him a couple times. He's fantastic. Humble he bag, nice. Loves, I, I'm as Marty's I, good at that. that. I will drop any name ever. No one name drops like Marty. He knows that I. I've Smitty got mad at me because I do it. I do it anytime I can. He's doing during the Phillies game and just. Happened? I, I was doing. A, <laughs> someone asked me a story, Smitty. Um, but anyway, how has he been like? Is he like? He's lot- awesome. He's he's one of those generational talents. Obviously, playing that position and what's going on in the NFL now, running backs are going through a little valley with contracts and and things like that. But he we go as he goes. He's he's one of the most important players in the team. Um, he, you know, I played with Odell when I first got here. He has that same aura about him. When he walks in the room, everyone knows. You know. It's yeah. a real one. And he seems like he just wants to be a giant. That's what I love about him. He hasn't, like, he, like, there's been a lot of shit going on with him this year. Like, the, the, business, the business of football sucks. Sucks. Yeah. Sucks because the GMs all decided, and I don't know who decided this, but it's like, hey, we're not going to value that position like we once did. I don't think that's illegal for them to say, hey, we, we're all going to. I get to collude and say all of yeah. us don't do it, but Jonathan Taylor just got paid. Yeah. Some teams don't value other positions. Like, for me, I would only pay quarterbacks a certain percentage of the cap. I wouldn't overpay quarterbacks. I would overpay my D linemen. And it just so happens that we're in a place where, you know, the running back position has kind of gone down a little bit. But without him, he makes this whole team go. That's he does. I mean, I don't want to uh, disparage Saquon. I love Saquon, obviously. But like you just said, name the last Super Bowl winning superstar running back. I think we looked it up. It was Marshawn Lynch was the last one that got. Yeah, I don't even know if we would you consider Marshawn Lynch. The thing Lynch, is like, with running backs, so nah, I think he's, he's the. Really I think good. there's a couple that do make it to, like Saquon, Saquon does, McCaffrey, and like maybe that's it. Where like they're so versatile in everything because they can catch the ball and run the ball. Like when you have a uh, Derrick Henry who's just a straight hill, like straight downhill runner. It's not as – it's crazy to say, but it's not as, like, valuable to teams anymore. But yeah. Saquon is a guy that I think you, he – That's the guy how, you break the bank for. That's, yeah. that's the guy you go out there and See pass. how fucking our offense was very stagnant without him. When Breed is a good – Breed is a good running back. He's fi- a completely fine running back. But when you have Saquon back there, you see last week he – He's, he's, a, he's a game changer. He's yeah. a legit game changer. 100%. Um, let's talk a little baseball quick, though. We got the big day. You you seem miserable. Yeah, you seem really down. You seem like a I think, miserable. No, I think Smitty's focused. I think, no, he's not. I think he he's just sad. knows. Yeah. You know, he's You know, he's down. No, yeah, obviously, focused. Yeah. obviously he's down, but I think he's locked in. Sure. It's kind of embarrassing your game seven with the Diamondbacks. It's, it's, a, it's not embarrassing it's a game seven. It's how it got here. Yeah, it's a little embarrassing. This, this would be tied for me the third worst letdown in Philadelphia sports history if they lose. What's ahead of it? Uh, 2004 uh, NFC Championship, Justin Punos uh, at home against the Bucks, And uh, I would put the Sixers-Hawks end of the process, Ben uh, Simmons. Mm. Um, this would be tied with the 2011 loss uh, against the Cardinals. 
where they got shut out. 93 Phillies isn't on that list? Are you too young? No, no. I wasn't too young. I mean, it was a disappointment, obviously, but the Blue Jays were, were that better much of team. a better team. The Phillies are this much more talented than the Diamondbacks, and there's no disrespect against the Diamondbacks. They earned it this Game 7, but the Phillies, I think I called it uninspiring ass ball last night. Just completely flat. I agree you can't come out of home with that sort of performance and expect to clinch a pennant against a scrappy team. And also, games three and four, they just gave it up. They just gave it up. They should have won at least one of those games or both. And now you're in a situation that you, it's the it's where you don't want to be. It, it's completely volatile. It's a one-game win or fucking die against a team that has nothing to lose. Arizona loses this game. They go back. They're happy. They overachieved the season. Great. Philly loses this game. I mean, they'll, they'll be fine next year, but you only get here so often. Like, the yeah. window is not open for these teams. And if they win, everything will be forgotten about. But there's a ton of pressure on the Phillies. Let team. me tell you something. I think Fox is on the phone this morning <laughs> talking to the umpires, being like, we cannot have the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. That's the true, too. They, we, they can't. Too. That would be the probably – that might be the lowest, it, it would be lowest bad. viewed bad. World Series of all time. But if the Phillies come out and just start swinging at balls left and right like they were last night and not producing anything, yeah. leaving men on base, Ranger Suarez, I believe in him, but like if he has the effort that Aaron Noel had last night, we're going to be in fucking trouble. We were talking about this last night where it's it's fat, right? Fat. Yeah, it is, it's pot. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, it's one glaring thing I saw was uh, Merrill Kelly, great job last night. The bullpen came in for four innings. The Phillies didn't get a walk. They're down in that game. They were hacking away like crazy. It seemed like they kind of, I don't say gave up. I don't know if they got over-aggressive or what happened those last they, four innings. But they, they, they didn't show up. They go through stretches like this where they're the hottest team in the world, hitting 14 solo home runs in a row, and then they go where they don't know how to hit a fucking baseball. I can't explain it. They just hot or extremely cold, and we haven't seen a cold since August. But last night they were just flat and ice cold. You a baseball guy? I'm a baseball guy. Obviously, I grew up in Philadelphia. I was there. The only championship I had, you know, during my lifetime. Obviously, 2008 was was an amazing time. But I just think the energy in Citizens Bank Park is going to be unmatched. Like, I, the one thing I can vouch for playing primetime games in Philadelphia, there are very few atmospheres that are that intimidating. But to your point, the Diamondbacks are coming in. What do they have to lose? Nothing. They're going to embrace it. It's them versus everybody. So, if if – Schwarber can start off with a home run tonight. Oh, yeah. Kick it off like he has. That's the key. Who's going to start this game fast? If you can keep the fans into it, because last night it was crazy to me. My mom and sister were at the game, and the energy just was a little bit different. Well, you want to know why? Because the NFL put the Eagles Sunday night, and you have the same exact people going for the Sunday night. So this is a conspiracy game, theory. Well, five now. o'clock game the next day. How are you supposed to tailgate for 48 hours that, straight? That is a crazy thing about Philadelphia. <laughs> I'm always on record saying it's the best sports city in the, in the country. Everybody I know there, every insane. every story I see, everyone's at every game. Why? Yeah. They all go to every game. Why is that insane, Marty? Just you saying that. Is Why? Like it's a fucking, like, it is. You're, you're lying to yourself if you think I it's not. fucking hate. Like, you're just, lying to yourself if you think it's not. You're lying to yourself. You don't have to get up stunned. So because you're, you're saying I'm an idiot. It's like, it's literally a fact. No, but it's, but it's, I'm seeing that narrative more and more, going. You're not alone well, with that. New York, they're a great sports city. It's that New York's divide. Like, imagine if we all rooted for a yeah, team. That's what I'm New York, saying. New York is this place is a fake city. It's a fake transplant city. What are you talking about? <laughs> it is. It sucks. What the fuck? Oh, hey. That's, that's not, what? New York doesn't look? suck. New York's awesome. Go to the go to the fucking go oh, go to we're all born and raised. Yeah, New sucks. It sucks. No, it what? doesn't. New York I left great. and came back for yeah. it, man. I literally it's moved back. back. I live in Jersey. 
<laughs> New York's awesome. Still, the problem is there's other things great. to do here. Jersey's that's why. That's fun. why. Like you have other things to do here. Philly and Boston. All you have is your sports teams. So you, that's I, and I, that's I, so I, far I, from I, the I, truth. I, and I, and I, oh, wait, no, the smaller towns. Wait, you, there's less. There's no like New York. You have Broadway. Philadelphia. Philadelphia is the tenth biggest city in the in the country. No, but like Philly and Boston have a different relationship with their sports teams than New York does. A hundred thousand percent. Yeah, I, I'll agree to that. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Okay. So, oh, you said that you said the people in Philadelphia. I really think nothing else. No, but like there's less to do than New York, Smitty. There's less. This is the entertainment capital of the world. There's less to do. Philly people don't do anything else besides root for their teams. That's a fact. Simply, I'm saying down the shore. If there's a New York team in the playoffs, (laughs) there you go. Yeah, when the games aren't on. Oh no, the games are on. There's a New York team in the playoffs. It's not like every every bar is playing every second of those playoff games. And in Boston and Philly, there is. Is yes. It's stop lying to yourself. In Philly, Philadelphia culture has a lot to do with sports. It's everywhere, obviously. Stop lying to yourself. I mean, did you lie. see the video of the little boy flipping off the the Miami? Uh, th- yeah. Like that's that's quintessential Philadelphia, yeah. right there. Like that doesn't happen. You no, know, Phillies fans are scumbags a thousand percent. But the if the Yankees are in the playoffs, you're telling me that's not a big thing in New York. I mean, if, I mean, it's a big thing, but I think it's a bigger thing in the Phillies in the playoffs. Of course, it is. Yeah, that's that's not even arguable, Marty. No, but I like, think it's I I, think I we're like, like we've spent a lot of time our... there. The girls are so into it. Everyone's so into it. Everybody, everybody, went, like, no everybody in Philly, Philly everybody mean... in Philly is from Philly. It's not like this where everyone's from everywhere else. It's just a, it's a great sports city. It's the, my favorite, and I think the best sports city. I, I, he's at, that's the same way Boston is. Well, I get what he's Money's saying. Right. Like, people come to New York to like go out, chase your dreams, kind of yeah. thing. I get yeah, that. Aspect. that. But think about first. Think of the one team we all kind of come together on is the Knicks. Like, if we win opening night Wednesday, there's gonna we're gonna probably like win the Super Bowl. <laughs> like when when it, I'm saying, the device of everything, I think is real. If like there was no Mets, Yankees, it was just one team for each for each sport. If there was just Giants, Would just you Giants, think just, that Mets, if we just I think it'd be way different. Giants. It's like think about from his perspective. That. Like when the Yankees are in the playoffs, Glennie's a Mets fan. So he's like, fuck that. But yeah. if we were all the fans of the same team, it'd be chaos. You think it'd be uh, better if we had all one? Uh, so one thing I also always say is really it's more of what uh, we should equate Philadelphia and Boston to like our outer boroughs and Long Island and the Jersey suburbs rather than Manhattan. Manhattan's just a city where there's so many transplants. Well, that's fair. Man, Manhattan as a whole, that's fair. That's fine. Just, I guess when I'm thinking the city, I'm thinking – I guess when I'm thinking like New York, I'm thinking of what you just said. I'm thinking like – like North Jersey, I'm thinking Long Island. I'm thinking like a little upstate New York. I'm thinking everything. Bronx, Queens, of course, of yeah. course, all the Bronx. people live there. I take the same. Like when I used to live in Long Island, it was the same amount of time from Philly to to here and from Long Island to here on the train. Yeah. That's where it's like I get it. I know what you mean. Manhattan is a little bit of a. Oh, you're right about Manhattan for sure. That's, that's simply all I'm saying. And there's no Manhattan in Philadelphia. You don't have to yell. You don't have to yell about Philadelphia. you. You were get coming at me. So I, I, I can't I don't, I, that, you that went. You went more for me What he meant, yeah. Manhattan. Yeah. I, I balls. Now balls more. is a Philly guy. I'm, a, yeah, I'm an honorary also, Philadelphia. Also, that's I why Philly. I know because he just <laughs> loves Philly. That's like he loves going out there. It's great. is awesome. Paddy wagons. The food there is unbelievable. I mean, the Philly food scene. There's there is things to do in Philadelphia. I lived there for the first. 18 years. There's things to do. Run up steps. <laughs> See the Liberty Bell? That's true. That's Brandon Walker you hate. Museum of the American Revolution. Like I've been that. there like three times. <laughs> All right. Nice. <laughs> you go to museums there? Well, Mar- Marty's not like Point history. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a history guy. You know, it's, I'm a present guy. That's ridiculous. You're a history guy. It's so, it's so, it's so dumb, isn't it, Glennie? I minor in college. Uh, it was, uh, it's what it already happened, so what am I going to talk about? To learn about, I don't know what's happening. I don't now. love world history, but I like U.S. history. Me too. I'm the same way, Glenny. Yeah. Marty's always right. Marty's always Thanks, wrong, brother. Because you're old and you like to talk about things that I don't look about. Um. All right. Uh, other game, 
you were right about the uh, Thank you. Texas Rangers. Good Thank you. you. Yeah, pedigree you doesn't really. Pedigree has uh, maybe uh, a little less uh, impact than you guys thought. Bochy have well, no, I mean of all of all these shoved. I mean Bruce Bochy. Pedigree? Pedigree three. You guys you guys oh, were saying over no. and over. No, well, okay. I, it's different with managers, A. B, you guys said over and over again how the Astros were going to win because they had been there before. They lost two games at home. I think the, oh, By the way, I think the Astros' dynasty is over. Well, isn't half that dynasty banging on trash cans, letting the pitch? You could make that argument. That's half of their titles. Me, I can't get behind the Astros ever. I, 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 know I they were, always agree with. I can't how, argue how, that at all. How, how are managers different? Bruce Brochy's three and zero in Game Sevens. Dusty Baker's zero and four now. Because they manage managing the postseason is different, and Bochy's mastered it. Dusty hasn't. I don't think Dusty Baker, is, in my you opinion, think, is not a Hall of Fame manager. Wait, let, let me get something straight. You think coaching in in the playoffs is different than playing in, and then playing in the regular season and playoffs isn't different? Correct. Managers. That's fucking it's not. Players have the same uh, thing they have to do. They have to hit the ball, pitch the ball. They have to do that well. Managers have to manage their roster completely different in the postseason than the regular season. Played in the playoffs, correct? Yeah. Is it a little bit of a different animal than the regular season? It is a little bit different playing. In, in playoff baseball, it's a little more small ball. When do you ever see guys button people over? I think it's a little bit different of a game. Now, I don't watch as much as you. I don't stay up and watch the late game, so you definitely know more about baseball than me. But there's definitely a different, like, hey, let's get a run on the board here. Sure. They're bringing in – I mean, look at um, Philly with how they bring in the relievers and they mix it all up. Like, there's definitely some nuances to that. And as players, you have to match what the manager's doing. Yeah, that's definitely true. And you're right about the game being a little bit different where you're having – Every team is good. So you're not going to have an 11 – well, you had it last night, but you don't have too many 11-2 to two games in the playoffs for that reason. You're facing better starting pitching and stuff. But managing in the postseason is very different. Like, look, Francona was really good at it than managing in the regular season. I just think that your mindset's a little like it's it's do or die. Like, last night, game seven is a lot more pressure than you're doing anything than the regular season. I'm sure there's pressure in the regular season too, though. And I, I, not really. I'm sure there is. Glenn's raising his hand. Yeah, like, I, have a, I have a playoff mentality question for Justin. <laughs> Um, I know you're on the boat picture team. What was the what was the plan tally like going into that game after the boat picture? I'll say oh this. <laughs> I will say this. I will I will clear, my head I will clear the air on the boat mentality. trip. Right. <laughs> Look, NFL players have always partied. Like from the from the start of time and the Giants notoriously have had some players that love to go out. This one, we just so happened to get a picture of Justin Bieber and all that. If it wasn't for the picture, no one would have known about it. It would have been back. There was an off day. They had all their time. Like, I still had to go out there and block the defensive tackle. It didn't affect me that week whatsoever. I'm a big, you know, I'm a big Odell Beckham fan, Sterling Shepard fan. All those guys were great players. But when you go out and lose the game, obviously it becomes infamous. Just like Smitty said, if you go out and win the game, everyone's like, go on another boat trip next week. Like, go, go do whatever you have to do. I mean, I had so many coaches throughout the years have – Players that like to have a good time, as long as you show up and play and play well and win, no one gives a shit what you do off the field. So it just got blown out of proportion because we lost. If we won, there would have been a boat trip the next week, too. I guarantee it. I also just remember, I remember so vividly watching it a little, a few drops in that game. I remember that <laughs> didn't didn't help the picture. I remember, I remember, I just remember Eli played really well and there was a few what? good throws that weren't. Didn't help caught. the picture was also Odell, Tim's, in, Tim's in jeans and no shirt. Odell forgot his shoots. He didn't have shoes, so Victor Cruz gave him his Tims. The, the Tims, so the Tims and jeans on a boat, on a boat. was the. Pro- it that's wasn't. New York, right there. Yeah, for that us. is <laughs> that's New York. New York Miami. Where was the boat picture? Miami, Miami. Right? Miami. That's not yeah. that bad. That's a little fucked up. The uh, they went right after Woods. You can play the play the now Commanders, I believe. Right, play the Commanders were coming back on the train, and they're you know they were talking about going out, and I can't you know the offensive line getting invited. 
No, the offensive line. <laughs> we must have the private plane. They said it was a little bit of a, of a wave. <laughs> we saw what happened at JFK the other day with that jet yes, blue. Right. That's what it would have looked like. Honestly, we would have stopped the flight. Honestly, that's that's, what a, that's a real thing. I've I've had to sit I've, back a plane. A I've been on the plane day. with Big Ev, and they told him, "Hey, can you move to the back?" And it was, and you were very, uh, you were very. You, all right, I got it. it. Actually, happened the last time I flew with Dave as well. <laughs> there was only four of us. He was like, you. He was like sitting in the back. It's all right, man. Hey, uh, you got to distribute. You got to get the weight. This is private. Yeah. Oh, well, it's yeah. A good no, life. I'll go where, wherever you need me you to know, go. That's right. Like I'm like whatever. I'm like all right, man. I'll sit in the back seat of the jet. It's fine. Yeah. What are you gonna come? I'll sit in the back seat of the private jet. It's. I'll, I'll, I'll make you know, it. Work. There's only seven seats out. There's only there's only two in the back. I mean, yeah, it was funny though, and you were like you like knew it too when they came back on the plane. When I remember, because well, that was like I think flight. I think now it's happened like maybe three times. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like I've gotten to fly private enough times for that happened three times. So I'll move literally anywhere you want for that. But I just for me it's more always I just it just happens. I'm more. I know it's happening because I just look over at Dave and I'm just waiting for Dave just smirking at me. Yeah. Is <laughs> it that shitty grin on my face? I'm like, yeah, you got it. Um, is Thomas coming back this week? Do you have any idea? Is that like, is that, how's that, even if he's not, you don't have to tell us if you don't know. Um, just like him, have you talked to him at all about uh, being on the offensive line? Is he like a good leader in the, for the linemen? Yeah, he's great. I mean, he's an all pro left tackle. Getting him back there will be huge for us. We'll, we'll see how the week shakes out. I have no idea. You yeah. know, obviously we haven't, you know, we've just gone in and lift on all the stuff like to, to rehab and get ready to go play. So we'll see in the next few days. That's a, that's a day ball question right you there. Get, uh, do you get two days off after you win? Is that a thing in the NFL? Or is it yeah, typically you'll get you'll get the Mondays off. You basically just come in Mondays, watch the film, lift, run, do massage, needle, all the stuff to get ready to play. So you know we, depending on the coaching staff, you'll you'll get a Monday off. But that's that's what we did this week. And then how about Tuesday? Tuesday's always the off day in the okay. NFL. So yeah, you come in Mondays, you get a lift, shake the soreness. Yep. Twenty four hour rule: win or lose, enjoy it, get over it, move on. Okay. And then Tuesday hit off, and then Wednesday hit the ground running. Yeah. Oof. Typically Wednesday's the full pad of practice. Thursday you kind of you, you you do different installs. So it'll be a third down day, a red zone emph- emphasis, short yardage, goal line, things like that. And as you get closer to the game, it just start getting your body more ready. Friday's always like a you know feel, feel good Friday, fast Friday. Move so, on to Saturday. so it's interesting. You Fridays. have basically played through the entire evolution of uh, when, when we were at Council Rock. Were there still three a days? Yeah, we were still doing. Yeah, we were still yeah. getting after it. It was full, miserable. Full padded three days, and then when did it start to kind of? Oh shit, maybe we shouldn't be doing this as much. Is that Syracuse or is that after Coughlin? Yeah, it was. It was probably at Syracuse or my, my rookie year was probably the last time we really did any version of two days. The new CBA saved all of us. Right. And if you look at it, you look at former players. Think about your favorite player that played in eighties or nineties. Those dudes can't walk right now. Those dudes are killing them, like literally killing themselves, putting holes in their chest, like. Something's fucked up up here. Yeah. And for me, as like those guys, what they did for us allowed us to, to not go as crazy right now. Like, again, like what I said, we get paid to play on Sundays, show up healthy on Sundays, and that's what we make money doing. And I, I got to see a little bit of the evolution. I'm still definitely babied compared to what those guys used to go through. Um, but it's definitely gotten a lot, a lot tamer. And Cliff, Cliff was the best schedule. If you were a veteran with Cliff Kingsbury, it was the best schedule in all of football. I could have, I could have played 15 years in Arizona with Cliff. So shout out to my guy. I have a question. So you're back with the Giants. That's kind of an amazing path. You start there. You, you're there now. Are you, are you looking at this as your final year? Or are you looking like, all right, this goes well. I can stay on, whether it be New York or somewhere else. Or kind of where do you see your career kind of going? I mean, you were on the couch a couple weeks ago. It's wild. Yeah, I'm not leaving New York again. Like, it, it's whether um, I finish my career here or I play one more year here, who knows? I'm having fun with it. I have a daughter due in January, so go back. 
have, you know, bring my, bring my daughter into the world. I'd always love to have her on the field for a football game. So part of me wants to, to do one more cool. or, or, you know, if we go to the Super Bowl this year, I can have her on the field. Um, so that's, that's always a goal, but you know, it's just have fun with it. That's, that, that's the reason I'm back here. Like, just like a day like today, I couldn't do this in Arizona. So I just appreciate you guys having me on. This is, this is, I love New York. Glenn. In New York. I, I, Don't you fucking leave us. Here. You're going to go to Philadelphia. I'm trying to yes. come back to New York and you're leaving me. Like, what, what the hell is going on? You really are going to leave us. You would go to Philly in a second. What do you mean? If you want, if we had opened up a Philly office, you'd be there first. I do think, I think it's a great city. I do. I, I, I love it. I mean, Political answer. You hear him? Yeah. He, so yes, is what he's saying. Yeah, I like Philadelphia more than New York as a city. Yes. All right. That's, Quote it. That's that's. Quote the balls. First time Smitty smiled all day. Look at him. It is. Well, I got in trouble. I just want to make years back. I was talking about how I hate the Eagles because the Eagles had had our number my entire career. I wasn't going to bring this up. Again. No, it has to be brought up. And I said I hate. I'm like I'm talking about the Eagles. I'm like I hate the Eagles. I hate Philly. As in, when I say Philly, I mean the Philly Eagles. I love the city of Philadelphia. So, oh, because you're from there. I'm from there. So uh, when I went back there, like my own gym teacher and first grade teachers throwing batteries at me, booing me. <laughs> like I'm friends with a lot of guys in the Eagles. I lo- I love the city of Philadelphia. Can we get that out there? Like if there's yeah. one thing that comes out of this, I do love the city of Philadelphia. Just the Eagles, man. They had our number for all those years, and they've been so damn good. I really think, like, you know, I'm. The Eagles saw what the Giants did so well when they won their Super Bowl, and the Giants or the Eagles now took it, and they took that philosophy. They had the best D line in football. How the hell did the Eagles get Jalen Carter? It's unbelievable. I was telling the Cardinals, you got to draft this guy, and the Cardinals didn't listen to me. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Eagles. You see who they got it yesterday? Yeah, they even got the safety. Bayard, unbelievable. Yeah. Well, this is how he's pitched, and how he tried to pitch me on the same thing. You're a veteran. Come take the vet minimum and have a chance to win a ring. Who's going to say no to that? Julio didn't. The new safety they got. Did you think about it? I thought about it, but there was like I was going to go be a cheerleader in Philadelphia. Here's a good question for us: Would you want to be a backup on a Super Bowl team or a starter and make an impact? I, depends where depends I am. My you career. Want. Yeah, you're asking the wrong guys because we don't yeah. have to actually do it. We'd yeah. rather pull, not play. But I get in your instance, I'd rather do what you're doing. Like, I knew I could come back to New York, make a difference, make an impact. Like I, I'm a New York Giants fan. They drafted me, gave me, like let my childhood dream come true. Yeah. So I felt like a duty to come back to the Giants and help leave them in a better place. Like I'm not the guy that wants to sign like a one day contract and ride off like that. I actually wanted to make a difference. So it was like, do I want to go be a cheerleader and just hold a clipboard and say, go get them guys. Or like actually like make a difference. And like, if you win a ring, it's like, did I actually even do anything? You know what I mean? Like, did I contribute? So we argue about this all the time. If you're just on a Super Bowl team as a backup, but you practice, you did some things. Are you like, are you wearing that ring around when you go out in public? You should. You earn that. I think so. I, uh, I think if you're on the team, like the full season, yeah. like a real part of the team, I think you could. I think you could. I think if you were like a practice guy and you go win it, but for you, you've been in a league so long, and it's like just just plopping in to say hi. It's like I, I agree with you. I know it's a tough. Yeah, I'm sure if you're like career starter, it would feel like, and then that one year you didn't, you won the ring. I'm sure it'd feel a little weird. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure rather, like, I'm, like even or if you got hurt or something, I imagine like. Um, like I remember, like when we won the Giants won the first one, Coughlin like like shocky, like he got hurt like game four. I'm sure that must feel kind of weird. Like you're out, you're the star player, you're out the whole year, you win. Yeah, it's got to be kind of a I mean, weird. Think well, about I, didn't, this. I didn't, I forgot shocky was on that team. He was. Think about this: you you come to the Giants, they're one and four when you came, right? Now you're two and or two and five. You turn around, the season turns around, you make the playoffs. I'm not saying you win the super, you don't win the Super Bowl, but you make the playoffs. 
or you don't play for the Eagles and you win a Super Bowl, I think I'd rather take the Giants. Like turning. A I mean, even bring yourself around. back. You to- saw what I did. I mean, I signed a deal. I'm here. Like I yeah. clearly. I mean, for us, I think about like bring yourself back to like when you played sports in high school. Like, would you rather like play all the time on a bad team or been a backup on like a good team? I think I'd, I'd much rather be a starter on play. The, yeah, on a play. You're there. You're, you signed up to play. You didn't sign up to sit on the bench. Can we all talk about how the season's not over yet, though. It's not absolutely yeah, not we're over. We're talking like it's over. It's not over. No, 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 not at all. Game and a half out ball. Yeah, no. Giant season's not over. Good. No, not at all. Sure the, not. The, the last two games for the Giants was very, very for a fan is like we're trending in the right direction. Absolutely. We let up 14 points to the Buffalo Bills. That's insane. With in backup, Buffalo. With a backup quarterback, an offensive lineman who hasn't played in quite some time. Right off the couch. Right off the couch. Shout out to Love Sack. Yeah. And that's also, <laughs> like, that's speaking of, like, the business. I mean, of, Bills without, or I know, it's, I guess, got Saquon back. I mean, no Andrew Thomas. Like, missing a lot of guys. Yeah, a lot of th- things um, happen. The left tackle's sitting right here, man. You left guard. <laughs> no, I'm messing with you. Um, but, yeah, also, like, I find it interesting with players now. Like, you have your own, you started your own podcast. Yeah, so right. I started my own podcast. Not My setup isn't as good as this, but I'm doing this thing called – it's called Net Worth with Justin Pugh. We talk about the ecosystem of, like, the fans. You guys hit the nail on the head. You guys cater to the fans. The fans are the, the most important thing, and you guys all are fans. That's why everyone resonates with you guys. They love you. You have a, you have a cult following. So for what I'm trying to do is, like, the players sometimes get lost in that. You get mad at the fans because I go to Philly and they boo me, or I go to Dallas and they, they motherfuck me. It's like – I need that. You hate me or you love me, you're tuning in to watch the game. Mm-hmm. Fans pay our bills. So for us to, to realize that, but I also like to sh- shine a light on what it's like to be an NFL player, the, the difficulties, how sore you are. I felt like I got hit by a truck yesterday. I am spending more money. When I was on practice squad that one week, I was spending more money than I was making to get myself ready to play a game, from the nutrition to all the extra things I have to do. So shining a light on what that's like, what taxes are like, how guys go broke. That's, 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 that's what, interesting. That's what my podcast is all about. So That is interesting because a lot of uh, fans have no idea about that shit. You, well, know? you just think you see all the money. You don't realize you're getting less than half in taxes. Yep. You got to pay your agent fee. You got to pay your advisor Especially fee. Especially in New York. Every player has the family that they take care of. So you have all these extra bills. And we never learn the value of a dollar. I don't care how much money you make. You guys have seen it at this company as well. Like you've had a meteoric rise. The more money you make, the better lifestyle you're going to live, the better car you're going to drive. Cars.com, like we said. Yep. Shout out. Plug. Uh, exactly. <laughs> but that's what happens. And all of a sudden, guys make nothing. And they still have this lifestyle. And this delta right here is yeah. how guys go broke. So my whole goal is to have one or two less guys go broke, have a place where they can come to, have resources, and then be able to shine a light for the fans because the, without the fans, we don't have any of it. I have a question about taxes. Yeah. Um, Jesus. Because the NBA, I think they get taxed when they play like away games. They get taxed. And they, is that what happens? Yeah, it's called NFL? a jock tax. So basically your days get broken down into duty days. And if you spend two days in California, you're going to pay two days of taxes for oh. that. So you get prorated. You get paid weekly in the NFL. I don't know how they do it in the NBA. Yeah. But if I go out and play in California, that week will be taxed in California. You don't get paid in the offseason. We, so we do get paid in the offseason now. We, we used to get paid weekly. Now it's actually biweekly, okay. which is better. I'd rather see smaller checks throughout the whole year than massive checks. Because then guys are like, oh, I can go buy whatever they want because I'm going to get a check for an absurd amount of money next week. And that's that's part of the issue. Yeah, what's the, what's the famous story? Cam Newton lost money playing a Super Bowl, losing a Super Bowl in California. Oh, quarterbacks get get crushed because they're used <laughs> to making like a million bucks a week. Now, yeah. in the playoffs, everyone gets paid the same. It's just like a a salary. You get like twenty five, then you get like forty, then you get fifty. So no matter what, like quarterbacks take a massive pay cut 
to play in the Super Bowl. Huh. What was the first thing, you, your big first Range thing? Rover. Range Rover? Worst purchase ever. <laughs> Throw that thing off the lot. Like, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, I want a black-on-black -black Range Rover. I'm tinting the windows. Yeah, I, we don't do that anymore. Thinking about taxes, how does, in any sport, I'm trying to think, but how do most free agents just not go to every Florida team? That's what they should well, that's do. That's what's happening, kind of. Like, why? Would, like, I always think about. Or in Arizona, too. I always think about. Uh, Arizona's Tennessee. tough to get, to get residencies. You have to spend 183 yeah. days, more than half the year, in those places. Right. And Arizona has to spend 270 days. Oh, wow. It's a little bit tougher that's in crazy. some of those places. But, like, there's strategies because if. I think Dieter, Jeter famously got caught because he wasn't able to spend enough days in Florida and had to pay the taxes. But if you can go get residency in those states, like when I left the Giants, I moved to Florida and got Florida residency. All bonus money is taxed in your state of residence. So if you're a resident of Florida, like Jeter tried to do, then the bonus money would get taxed in that state. So that's Literally. what a lot of guys try to do. So you look at places like Tennessee, Florida, Texas, Nevada, all those places are great, great. So if you're Caleb Williams right now, go train in Texas or anywhere that has zero state income tax. Your signing bonus, which is going to be $20 million, you'll, you'll save 13% than if you're a California resident. Shout out New Hampshire, no sales or income tax. Everyone's got to go there. Why? Why is no one living there then? <laughs> like I'm, I always it's just cold. Is <laughs> it shitty? <laughs> oh hey hey I'm fine. Yeah. Hey, you can't do that. You can't. It's New Hampshire. No, New Hampshire's not shitty. You can't. I've been to New Hampshire. I'm not gonna let you slander New Hampshire. No, it's not shitty. Look for your dog, baby. You want to talk about nothing to do? Yeah, nothing. I'm not gonna argue that, but it's a beautiful state. And fuck Marty. I bet they care about their. They don't have sports teams. Never mind. No, they, oh no, they do. <laughs> it's all the Boston teams. They care. You, you're only half hour from 40 minutes from Boston. I mean, Dave is literally doing. The, he's like he, has he last actor. year was counting days like he yeah. literally uh, publicly is like i have to be back in florida today because i'll be i'll get fucked and they and they track your cell phone they track your credit cards like they track you so you got it you have to do everything like sign up for church down there or whatever you want to do like spend the days and do it yeah um you get paid to live in florida like dave's getting paid to live in florida right now if you think about I'm in florida he said yeah. always, how, how are the florida panthers not the number one destination of the nhl i know their, their now, practice facility Tampa is Bay Lightning. lauderdale I know, like the Ooh, Heat. You just live on the beach. The should, like, that's probably why LeBron went to the Heat for a while. Like. It's just hard. The, like the fans down there, like they don't have fans. I, yeah, you're still living on the beach playing hockey, making more. And money. there's no pressure, honestly. Oh, no, there's if no you pressure play for the Panthers. There's no pressure. No pressure. Um, difference of when you played on the Giants the first time. Now it's like, it's, isn't it kind of cool where players are now like you? You're doing a podcast. You're more. It's more like acceptable for players to talk about it during the season what's happening i feel because it is a business and i feel like the kelsey brothers are obviously taking a huge advantage of that um give me a shout out last week i was like huge, damn huge for you. probably probably gained two million followers honestly just been that much the amount of people that's like oh justin Pugh, those, those guys are on you could have got some like swifty residual bump yeah i might have i might have. Like, we I have, mean, that's the best part about and you look at the guys that are doing it, it's the guys that have some security like tyreek hill michael parsons yep. guys that are on the fringe aren't doing this yes i'm in year 11 like joe shane can cut me tomorrow and like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna feel the effects yes. of it as much because i you know i've played already but it's it's great for guys to get their stories out they, they can i can recap the game tell you exactly what happened like i got beat by a sack by chase young because he got off the snap count quicker than I am. I can tell you guys exactly how I fucked up and what I can do better. It's like, and I don't care. Like, I can literally tell, tell, I tell Giants fans, like, yeah, I, I talk about it in my, in my podcast. All right, go, go listen to it there because I, it's, it's interesting to see. <laughs> I was flying during the game this week and Johnny just texted me, Chase Young just murdered Justin. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, he didn't even murder me. Like, he literally just oh. got off the ball quicker than me because like, I I, I'm still learning the playbook. Like, there's oh, yeah. nuances that I'm learning to the game. 
and our buddy Johnny's an <laughs> asshole. He wrote a, he wrote a letter. He wrote a letter back when I was before before his our buddy became an intern for me. So when Glennie became an intern, I hired his buddy to become an yes. intern at, at our at our fraternity house, basically is what we had. And uh, he wrote a letter to the Giants, asked them to cut me like eight years ago. What? No, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. He wrote a letter to Jerry Reese that they should replace me. I think it was a joke, probably. Well, uh, yeah, it's not a funny. Who needs that? That's what not a hell is that? Funny? That joke? No, Johnny. What a piece. Of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I forgot. He just texted me. Chase Young just murdered Justin. Best hold of my career, though. I got a hold on Chase Young. Next play, we score a touchdown. Good hold. Darren Good Waller. Hold. He owes me a thank you. <laughs> and I'm very happy he had a fantastic game. Big breakout yeah, game. Him friend. getting into it. He's so fucking good, man. I love. Throw him. it up to him. He's he's, he's national tight end day. What? It was national tight end day. It was that you heard forty thousand oh. times on the broadcast of every game, and they again they did all score. I said it was more than more than normal. I felt like yeah, ends were scoring left and right. Well, the script said they had to score. Right? Had to yeah. The script is even last night they didn't score. I mean, the script, the script really fucked me this year. <laughs> <laughs> it really fucked you. Yeah. Give you way way too late of a start on this. One hundred percent. Before we end, Smitty, how do we feel? Game seven. I'm at sixty percent right now. Oof, that's not good. Yeah, no, it was eighty. It was it was. I'd say eighty uh, percent coming into the series, ninety nine point nine percent after game two, seventy five percent or no eighty five percent last night, and now now sixty percent. Anything happens, one game. It sucks. It's one game against a rookie that Phillies for whatever reason don't hit rookies well. I don't know why. They got shut out in Cleveland by a rookie who stinks earlier this year. This fat guy, like, absolutely dominated them in game three. He's pitching again. I'm at 60%. They should win. They're more talented. They're going to leave everything on the table. That's one game. Can I just say, last year, Rangers-Devils, in that series, Rangers won game one and two. Then Devils won three and four. We won five. They won six and then destroyed us game seven. Um, It's cool. It's fun. Thanks, so boss. There was nothing to do with that. They had nothing to do with that. It's fun. It should be fun. It's it's like, you'll probably get smoked tonight. <laughs> also, also, I'm calling you out right now, boss. Last night on the stream, I'm I, asking, sh- I, I backed you up. I'm asking for a little bit of juicy balls to squeeze some Philly oh, love I, out of the balls, and you're just like, no, no, oh, oh, I'm not going to root for the Phillies. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant Frank, because last night at one point, Frank was like, oh, where's Smitty tomorrow? And I said, Frank, you refused to stream game seven on Rangers Devil Series last you year. You did? You did. It's true. He had your back. Frank was calling for you. Well, you are streaming it tonight, then. I I, I don't know what's. I think it might be. Uh, it might be in Chicago. Chicago's new office, so they got it. They have another crazy. They have a crazy person as a Phillies fan there, and he's probably streaming as well. I think. Um, but if Fat goes in there, six innings, one run, Citizens Bank, they're nothing. Yeah, nothing to that. That fan base is nothing. If the not if not if Suarez can keep the Diamondbacks bats cold though. That's the other. Like let's say it's one one in the sixth. It's gonna be tough. There there was a lot of nervous energy from the start yesterday for whatever reason. I mean, obviously the reason it's because the the Eagles played the night before. It's a five o'clock game, and you can't be drunk for forty eight hours and keep it alive. Pressure on them is what he doesn't believe in. Players think about that shit. It's harder for the Phillies right now than the Diamondbacks. It's not that I don't believe in it. There's obviously a mental part of baseball. Look at Rick Ankeel. Look at you know Steve Blass. There's a mental part of baseball. I'm saying as Chuck some... Knobloch. What's that? Chuck Knobloch. Chuck Knobloch. No, you know it's a great example. I'm saying I can't. I can't understand what's in their head. I'm not them, so I'm not going to guess what they're thinking about. I'm not going to guess they feel pressure. If I don't know them, who am I to say they have pressure or don't? I can analyze stats because the numbers are real. I can't pretend what they're thinking. That's the difference. Yeah, but we go back and forth in this. Like when Kershaw sucked for so long. 
the stats show that he's nervous in the playoffs. But then he has great games in the playoffs. So like, how well, do you? Because it came out. It was. And I don't. I don't. I, the Kershaw thing is a great mystery for me. I don't know. Yeah, we're gonna know very early what Philly's team we get. Either they're gonna put up ten runs and it's not gonna be close, or it's gonna be like Game Three, a bullshit tight ass game where they score one run, and and it's gonna be tough. If Fod shoves today, is he NLS? Is he NLCS MVP? If he gave yeah, you probably two, Marte. Gave you two like two big wins. Kettle Marte. Give you like gave you like the the one they needed like game Honestly, three with down oh to your two and then wins the closer. Nineteen ninety seven. Uh, Marlins. Oh, Levon Hernandez, rookie, won NLCS MVP and World Series MVP. Similar structure. That's what I'm saying. If he goes before, those are good. Those are good. Ten strikeout shutout. What's that? There's so much information you could delete in your book. Wasn't one of no, those, it's great information. Wasn't have. one of those Tell games me, like I, the I, worst umped game of all time? Marlins. So, like, what does that matter? <laughs> it matters. It happened before. I'm, I'm giving Ebb's pro. I'm saying Ebb, it has happened. It can happen he, again. If he, if he wins your game three, you have that. Seven, I mean, yeah. oh, you have nothing in your head. You just have, exactly. you have just I a have marvel to, rattling around. Oh, I need to keep what's happening in the present the symbol. All right, yeah, yeah. A symbol. I need to get through every day. If I got 1977 stats in here, I'd have a bad day. Why do you think I have gray hair? Because you're old. Well, that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you, Justin. I appreciate you coming in. You're the best. Um, good luck this weekend. We will. Uh, big, big game. I'm pretty excited. Game. Big game. So excited. He's got to win one. Just keep just one and yep. mentality. Hope you guys lose this week, Justin, but then you, you went out after that. <laughs> He's a Jets fan. I'm a Jets fan. I got to say. Yeah. Uh, Can't blame me for that. You're going to have your hands full with that defensive line, but they're going to have a hand full without defensive line. And our offensive line. There we go. Our offensive there line go. is going to be. Rodery's going to be on point. Rodery's going to be on point. You're going to have fucking a great game. Um, but, yeah, good luck. Thank you for coming on. Go check out his podcast because I learned so much more in two seconds. You're just doing a little clip there. So go, go look at that. Uh, straight off the couch. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Go Giants. Let's go.